It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. Welcome to the Go Million and Go Million Minister Prayer Call uh, and Interview and Prayer Call. I am uh, Bishop Go. We are... Thank God for all of you all who are uh, with us on today. We have a great, great man of God, great spirit today, uh, Dr. Uh, Bishop, uh, Dr. Dwight uh, Riddick uh, Sr. We are grateful to have him uh, with us today. God bless you, sir. How you doing? I am well, Bishop Gabillion. How are you today? Man, I am doing phenomenally, phenomenally well God has been good to me for my for my age and habits. Amen. Amen. Well, let me tell you, it's just a blessing to be on top of the earth. <laughs> yes, it is, man. Yes, it is. The alternative is, is not too good. But then again, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I'm 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 gonna stay here till he called my name. I know that's right. I think Paul says it's better for me to be here right now. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we want to thank God for you, sir. Man, we got uh, Dr. Fernando Temple here uh, on Facebook Live, Lindy, Lynn Kay, and of course, my wife, Ella Francine. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, where you from, uh, Bishop Riddick. Yes, uh, thank you, sir. Well, uh, I'm from Chesapeake. I'm originally from Chesapeake. I grew up in a section of Chesapeake called Fentress. Many of you have heard of Fentress Airfield. Well, not too far from Fentress Airfield in the rural area of Chesapeake is where I grew up. And um, I was the seventh of eight children. And um, I, uh, I, you know, I was, I was nurtured in the faith, grew up. Uh, in the church, I grew up, uh, Bishop, in one of those communities where there was a Methodist church, a Baptist church, and a Pentecostal church. And, of course, uh, my house was in front of a Pentecostal church. Uh, <laughs> I attended, uh, you know, when I came along, they had every other Sunday. So two Sundays, I was, uh, one Sunday I was at the Methodist church, and the other Sunday I was at the Baptist church. So I like to think I grew up ecumenical. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, <laughs> not necessarily ecumenical, but at least in a, uh, in a faith uh, with different denominations, interdenominational. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm, I'm, look, you, you had friends from, I'm sure, from all of those different denominations. Oh, yes. We all live right in the same community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Bishop, uh, how long you been in ministry? Wow, well, Bishop, this is, um, this is my 42nd year in ministry. Wow. 42 years. 42 years. Wow, 40 is the generation, man. So you have a, a generational ministry, and I know you are shifting uh, along with that. Um, you know, you've held some very prestigious positions, uh, Bishop. I mean, uh, reading through your resume, man, uh, you, you have been president of the Baptist General Convention of the state. Uh, you have been president of the Worldwide Hampton Ministers Conference, where people come from all over the world to be edified in June. You are currently uh, the Bishop of Flame and the pastor of that great 3,000 member church, Gethsemane, adjunct professor 
at the ACTS program uh, for the Chicago Theological Seminary. Most folk would be happy just to have one of those spots, man. <laughs> just, just to have one of those spots or just to get close to one of them. How do you feel having been graced uh, so much to share uh, with so many in in such great leadership positions? Well, you know, I, I think the term that you used is, uh, is most appropriate, and that's the term grace, uh, because I have been graced with each of those positions, and uh, having been graced with them, I have to tell you, if I feel anything, uh, I am humble. Yes, sir. I am I'm truly humbled, uh, because just to see the, the hand of God, um, you know, it's, it, it's just amazing. And the uh, only thing I can say is I'm just humbled that God would choose and use someone like me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Deborah Webster Theodore just said, good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Bishop Riddick. I should be jealous. She didn't even call my name, but... <laughs> Well, that's one of my members, and so she knows exactly whose name. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Judy Black is here also, and uh, my my good friend Deborah Bell, Elder Deborah Bell from uh, from Atlanta. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You always have been an humble uh, an humble man. Uh, you know, Hampton Ministers Conference is is uh, starting uh, next week. They're going to have. Uh, Reverend Dr. Marcus Cosby, uh, my homeboy, and, and uh, uh, Dr. Freddie Clark, uh, Sister Elaine uh, Flake, Pastor Dr. Elaine Flake from New York. Man, that that's a phenomenal group. Rhonda Graves is also here, and uh, and 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 so and Deborah uh, Webster Theodore is throwing me a bone, saying good morning, Bishop Gomez. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> but man, that's, that's a great lineup, man. Um, tell us about the impact of the conference, uh, on the life of, on your life and, and on the lives of people. Well, let me tell you that the Hampton University Medicine Conference has a tremendous impact. Um, Bishop, you know, when you talk about my having served as president of that conference, and I tell this to everybody, um, I mean, it, it was overwhelming just to have been in that place and to have been chosen in the time of lots. I'll be able to talk about how I was chosen to be a part of that position. But I preached my initial sermon in July of 1977. And from that year, that next year, uh, I started attending the Happy University Ministers Conference. I've never missed a conference. Um, the only time I missed was two years ago when they did not hold the conference as a result of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. But I would sit there, I would sit, you know, the, the beginning of it before they built the convocation center, uh, the, the conference was held in Ogden Hall. Oh, God. Uh, man, I remember those Ogden Hall days, no air conditioning in Ogden Hall. We would pack in there. Uh, I would sit oftentimes up in the balcony and in the rear of the balcony, hoping to get somewhere close to a window where the breeze would Yes, blow. sir. Yes, sir. But to sit and to observe uh, Hampton, first and foremost, uh, I mean, it was a time when um, we would hear uh, what we really believe was the best of African-American preaching. Oh, God. Yes, sir. 
And um, I would I would not just come and listen to the preachers, but I would study the preachers. Mm-hmm. So so to talk about the impact, uh, I think I think first and foremost it impacted me in that it provided for me a model for best preaching. Yes, and it was an inspiration to want to preach better because I saw how other people were preaching, and I wanted to be a better preacher, and so. That, that conference has so inspired me in terms of ministry, in terms of preaching. To every sermon that I preach, I'm always trying to do it better, always trying to get better. Uh, and so the other way that it has been a blessing is that it connects you with so many people, as you said, across the country and from around the world, people that you would not ordinarily have been exposed to or have come in contact with. And so I've been able to develop and form so many relationships as a part of being uh, uh, being part of the ministers' conference, and then just the inspiration. I think everybody, if you've been to Hampton and you were there years ago, there was that tree outside of Ogden Hall. Oh God, yes, sir. <laughs> and, and the fellowship of other pastors and preachers that we would enjoy because we would sit around, stand around on the campus, get to interact with each other. And even in these latter days, you know, eating under the tent, doing our shopping under the tent, or just being on the campus, uh, it was just so refreshing, being inspired. You know, we call Hampton our home Baptist team. Yes, sir. It was a that so many of us look forward to every year. It was a time of retreat. It was a time of refreshing. It was a, it was a time to be reinvigorated as it relates to ministry and to be inspired. So Hampton has had a tremendous impact upon my life. I will forever be grateful uh, for the contribution that Hampton has made in my life, even prior to my becoming an officer and serving as an officer and as a uh, uh, president of that conference. Hampton has been such a blessing, and I will always treasure the blessing that Hampton has been to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We want to thank God for Sister Kathy Livingston and uh, Pastor Sarah Lee. This is the Gomillion and Gomillion uh, prayer call, uh, interviewing prayer call. We're interviewing uh, Dr. Dwight Riddick Bishop and Dr. Dwight Riddick Sr. And listen, uh, if you missed part of the interview, you can get us uh, today, uh, later on tonight on gomillion.ihollapodcasting.com. You can go out on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those platforms, and you can uh, hear this interview in its totality. Uh, listen, uh, Bishop, you know, and good morning to you, uh, Pastor Sir Lee. You know, Russell, I, I, I love Hampton, man. I used to sit on the, I think as you go in on the right-hand side at the top. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, that's where I was introduced to Dr. A. Lewis Patterson. <laughs> my God. And he has continued to impact my life even now, there are some things that he has said that I will absolutely never forget. He was just, I mean, I heard others, Gardner Taylor, uh, I heard all of them, man. And But man, I'm going to tell you, A. Lewis Patterson is my man. And uh, as you, you talked about that tree, uh, there are some fellows who used to call that tree uh, the lying tree. Be, because uh, people's <laughs> churches would grow up under that tree. Yes, sir. How many you yeah. got, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, 
think that's what we call a hyperbole. We we have we have more church growth under that tree than at any other time in the year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you, uh, 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 Sister Lois Jenkins Gibson from St. Louis, one of my classmates. God bless you, David Shepherd. Uh, thank you, sir. God bless you all. Good morning. I, uh, I, I, I tell you, man, it look like my phone is ringing, but I ain't gonna pick it up. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, man, uh, I, I, I tell you, um, Tell us about this uh, ACT program at, um, at at Chicago Theological Seminary. Well, yes, and the program is called, actually it's called the ACTS, um, ACT, ACTS, and it actually stands for, I believe, the Association of Consortium Theological Schools. What happens is that there are a number of seminaries in Chicago okay. uh, that have come together and they have put together this Doctor of Ministry in Preaching program. And, uh, of course, you register through one of the schools. I registered through Chicago Theological, but then uh, the schools bring their preaching professors and other preaching professors from other universities and seminaries around the country together, and they put together a program in preaching. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this, uh, Bishop Gamillion, uh, I came across the program as I was uh, in line to become president of the Hampton University Ministers Conference. Okay. I knew the caliber of preachers that uh, stood on that stage, and uh, I knew that they would come should I become president, that I had to stand before that, kind of, that, uh, that massive uh, congregation. So uh, prior to my becoming president, I started looking and doing research, looking for places where I could attend with the prospect of improving my preaching. I, you know, I knew my preaching needed to be checked. I, I wasn't quite ready for Hampton. I knew that. And so uh, being online, I, I came across that program, and I said, well, if I'm going to spend the time and the money, mm -hmm. then maybe I should get degreed for it. And so it was a program that focused primarily on preaching and uh, teaching us various preaching models and techniques and, um, you know, doing not just the exegesis, but the hermeneutics and uh, looking at different preaching structures. And so uh, it, was, it is a program that focuses primarily on just preaching. Okay, okay, okay. Praise the Lord. All right. God bless you. There's a Sylvia Moore here. God bless you. Good morning to you. Uh, Angela Davis, Monica Blackmore from Atlanta. God bless you. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, Pastor Kenneth Marsh from Baltimore. Bless you. Uh, so, man, this is this is a program that focuses. Uh, and we're talking with uh, Bishop Dwight Riddick, Sr., uh, pastor of the Great Gethsemane uh, Baptist Church in Newport News, uh, an ex-president, a uh, past president of the uh, Hampton uh, Conference. I said, I said past, and I won't say ex. They might have thought you got kicked out, but he didn't get kicked out. His tenure just ended. You, you know how yes, folks can take stuff and run with it. You know they be running with it, man, all across the country. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so you got into this program for uh, for preaching. Well, yes, sir. And now you are an adjunct professor uh, with that same uh, theological uh, seminary. 
Uh, how did that happen? And how long have you been uh, doing that, uh, Bishop? Well, um, as soon as I graduated, I think one year after I graduated, um, the, the dean of the school asked if I would come back and to uh, do one of the classes. And one of the classes that I helped to do was, um, was one of the classes in helping the students to negotiate uh, the doctoral program. And so uh, I, I spent a semester. The way that program works, um, it, it was it's a resident program for the summer, where you would do uh, classwork or coursework prior to um, attending class, and then you would do a three-week intensive during the summer, and then for the rest of the year you would do post uh, classwork. Um, and so I, um, you know, I, I worked with them in terms of. Um, doing an in-class session for one of the intensives, and then I've served as an advisor. In fact, I just had three doctoral students that I advised for three years who just finished uh, completing their doctoral work and uh, graduated. And so it was a blessing to, um, to attend the school, but then to get called back by the school to lead a class. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's a, uh, that's a, a, a great, great honor, Bishop. Bless you, Pastor Eustace Mitchell with us. And uh, somebody from your neck of the woods, uh, Bishop Gail House, good morning to you. Um, uh, let me ask you, uh, and, and you, you are now uh, a bishop, and, uh, and you are the Bishop of, of Flame. And uh, how, how do you see the Bishop, Rick, uh, impacting your, your ministry, number one, and how... Uh, does uh, your do your fellow clergy view you uh, in that position? Do they view you any differently? Well, I'm I'm not quite sure if fellow clergy view me any different. Um, let me just say, you know, one of the things I have enjoyed, uh, and I'm so humbled again, is I have enjoyed such a great relationship and tremendous support from clergy, especially in our area. Uh, where, the, where the brothers and sisters have been so supportive uh, in the leadership roles that God's called me to. And what I hear from so many people was, listen, before you receive the consecration to the office of bishop, you are already operating and functioning in that role. And so I, 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 I believe that, um, and I humbly say this, that God has given me uh, good friends and respect from clergy and um, it is it is more of anything else an affirmation of the relationship that I've always enjoyed with fellow clergy, and so the, the respect I want to say has always been there, and uh, it continues. Um, and, and 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 I hear folks saying, you know, you know, we we, we were just waiting on you, <laughs> uh, and I really wrestled and struggled with accepting the office. Yes. And I can tell you today, there are times that I still wrestle and struggle um, because it's such a high calling and uh, I don't take it lightly. And um, but but to answer your question, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, I have good respect from, from fellow clergy, from members of our congregation and from the community. Yes. Well, you know, two things I would say to add to that, if I could add anything, uh, is one is that what I, and I say this to the leaders that what people call you should be a description of your functions. 
Mm -hmm. It should be a description of your of your functions. And and I remember when I was getting consecrated, uh, I, I and I was putting on all of those garments. They were being put on me. I said, "Wow, this this stuff is heavy." And and yes, I believe I heard the Lord say to me, "It's supposed to be heavy because the weight of the office is heavy." Yes, 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 sir, yes, sir. And and I've always looked at that. I this is what I've always said. That's a lot of weight to wear. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. It is a lot of weight to where I think the one time when it really hit me, I was traveling and I was going through Chicago through the airport and this little old uh, Caucasian lady said to me, uh, Father, bless me. Mm. And, wow. and, and it hit me. She believes that I have the power of God on me to bless her. Yes. Yes. And yes. I blessed him. Yes, sir. And Bishop, I have to say this, that uh, there have been times when I was wearing uh, my my uh, my bishop's shirt and collar and cross that I've had people to walk up to me and address me as father or bishop and who have also asked to be blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, praise the Lord. I'm just having such a great time. We're having a great time. Uh, and I uh, want to say, hey, Kurt Patrick from St. Louis and bless you. Bishop Carroll in Baltimore and Dr. Liz Baltimore. God bless you for being with us today. We're interviewing uh, Bishop Dwight uh, Riddick Sr. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, uh, Bishop, tell us about flame. Yes, sir. Well, Flame, uh, Flame stands for Fostering Leadership and Ministry Excellence. Uh, I think we're in our 12th year with Flame. Um, and Flame got started because there were a couple of pastors who came to me and said, listen, will you pull something together where you can mentor us and pour into us? Um, and, and again, you know, I I, and I said this to members of our congregation, okay, everything God's called me to, I really struggled and wrestled with. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got one of these persons to run after positions and titles, but the titles and the positions, I believe, sought me. And so after I had, you know, pastors to to pull on me, um, you know, we started meeting together. Uh, in addition to pastors who were not members of Gethsemane, uh, these were pastors who were coming to me asking for help. Uh, and not to mention that, you know, Gethsemane was a place God was just raising and and, and um, deploying pastors across the country. We have about 30 of our preachers out of Gethsemane that I've been privileged to license. I've licensed over 100 preachers yes, sir. Uh, since Gethsemane. And uh, about 30 of those uh, are pastors somewhere across the nation. I've always felt the, the sense of family keeping us together. And so... Um, Flame was an organization that, 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 that came together and, uh, it came together so that we could point to other pastors, have training other pastors, supporting other pastors. And, um, our core value is that iron sharpens iron. And while I pour into pastors, we also pour into each other. And so it is, it is a group of pastors, like spirit, like mindedness, who come together for the purpose of, providing support for pastors, uh, 
providing leadership, sharpening our leadership tools so that we can all better serve our congregations, so that we can also maintain a healthy and well-balanced spiritual and personal life. Praise God, man. That that that's that that is absolutely awesome. Look, we're talking with uh Bishop uh Dr. Dwight Riddick Sr., a senior pastor of the Gethsemane Baptist Church in Newport News, Virginia. This is the Gomillion and Gomillion uh interview and prayer call. We'll be opening up the prayer call line at twelve uh Eastern Daylight Time, eleven uh AM Central uh time, five one eight four two five one seven one nine. Uh, that's 518-428-425-1719, uh, uh, and you can join us for prayer. Hello, Apostle Karen Davis. That's my daughter. God bless you. Happy anniversary to you and your husband. Uh, and speaking of, of, of spouses, uh, Bishop, you, you are married and, and have children. I have met your, your lovely wife. I think we had, we had an opportunity to eat. When we had the home going of uh, uh, District Overseer Davis at, at your now Anderson at your church, uh, yes. uh, she's such a wonderful woman, uh, Bishop. That's, yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. I, I guess they um, really want a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, we've been blessed. This year will be our pretty forty-third year of marriage. All right. Um, and she has, um, she has certainly been a tremendous support and companion over these 43 years. Um, you know, a pastor's wives and children make tremendous sacrifices uh, for ministry. Um, so often there is so much we're called upon to do, time that we do not have that's taken away from our families. And uh, I'm just blessed that, you know, God has kept our family together, kept our marriage together and uh, how our children have grown up in the faith and in church and are serving actively in ministry. That's a tremendous blessing. We don't take that for granted. And then to have a spouse who works with you in ministry. Bishop, you know as well as I do, that's not always the case for everybody. Oh, no, that ain't always the case. I count it, I count it as a tremendous blessing and that I've been blessed in so many ways, especially in our marriage and in our family. And so it makes ministry a lot easier when you have someone uh, who embraces ministry, someone who loves church, someone who loves Jesus. And, um, you know, much of what I do, I don't have to do by myself. You know, yes, she, sir. She works alongside of me. You know, we grew up in church together. We grew up in the same community together. And uh, so, we, you know, more than the 43 years, we've been knowing each other all of our life. Wow. And, uh, but it's been a wonderful privilege and opportunity to serve together in ministry. And trust me, she's made it a lot easier for ministry. And yet she holds, she, you know, she's her own person uh, with her own gifts and skills and talents and career. And uh, God has just blessed her in so many ways. And so we're just tremendously blessed. And we're just so honored to be able to serve in ministry and serve in ministry together. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Rhonda Graves said, uh, praise God for an anointed teaching and preaching ministry under Bishop Riddick. Yes, sir. Well, don't look like we're going to have a whole lot of time to get to all of these things I have I had here. But it seems you've already struck balance. And uh, and uh, let me ask this question. Um, uh, and you can answer these two questions together. What's up next for you 
and and tell us about some books you've written and the next books you that you might write. Well, you know, I'm not quite sure what's up next. Um, you know, when I finished Hampton, I said I wanted to go back to Gethsemane and be the very, very best pastor that I could be. I was just happy and content. Um, and then right after that, uh, the Flame organization really just kept pressing uh, as it relates to being becoming bishop. And so, um, you know, after God, I believe, spoke to me and showed me signs, um, it was, you know, I got to a place where I felt like I was Jonah. And so I just stopped running and just submitted. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's next. Um, I've been able to author a couple of books. The first was um, entitled, Does Preaching Have a Feature? Called to Join the Conversation. And it was a book uh, that even while I was doing my doctoral work in preaching, uh, I was just doing, some, I was writing some thoughts about what preaching uh, should look like. And uh, one of the one of the things that motivated is I was reading an article and one of the questions at the very beginning of the article said, is preaching dead? Mm. And that just quickened something in me. And um, that, that's how I came up with this title, that's preaching heavy future. And just started to write about what preaching would look like going forward. Now, this was pre-COVID. Uh, I'm probably in a place now I need to be writing on what preaching needs to look like now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if all of this is even valid anymore after COVID. But uh, there are so many people who, who read the book who were inspired and encouraged um, by the book. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to write anything else on preaching. Um the second book that I did write was a book that had really been in my spirit for quite some time. It's entitled Reflections Like Lessons I Learned From My Dad. Okay. Um, the older I get, the more I reflect. And I started to look back on um, what I call the very unconventional ways. Because my father was very, very strict with me. And um, he, he was a strict period, not just with me. He was a very strict period, very mm -hmm. peculiar. And uh, I talk about unconventional ways that he reared me and my family and my, my siblings. But also, I began to look back at his life. Uh, my father only had a fourth grade education, but he did tremendously well in life. Um, uh, he passed away, I think, um, maybe months before the book was released. I had no idea that God was going to call him home. He was 90, almost 91 when he went home to be with the Lord. But I look back. And um, I, you know, I just reflected on some of the things that I saw him do and experiences and the way that he reared me and to talk about how they were one, um, you know, they were really from biblical principles, even though he may not have understood the biblical principles in terms of particular passages of scripture and how uh, many of those things have helped to shape who I am as a person and who I am as a leader. So that book is entitled Reflections, Life Lessons I Learned from My Dad. Um, so they are the two books that I've written. Uh, I have been toying with a couple of other pieces. And, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to wait until God gives you a release. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one book that I've been working on is Walking with God Amidst the Wind and the Waves. I was in, in the midst of COVID. I walked um, alongside the boardwalk at Fort Monroe. And it was my time just to reflect and to hear God. And I just saw so much happening 
with with nature, with the, with the wind blowing and with the waves. And I saw God in the midst of it. And so that may be something that as a devotional in the future that may be released. But I'm not quite sure yet. I'll take it day by day. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, Bishop. Well, one one last thing, and then we're going to ask you to pray. And, of course, our prayer line is open, 518-425-1719. You can dial in and uh, for prayer. And also, if you want to send me a prayer request, you can instant message me. You can send it to me at ngomillion at aol.com. I will pray for you. And don't forget, you can go out to um, com. And you can get this full interview uh, on there. Uh, Judy Black says, you are the best pastor uh, on this side of earth, Pastor Riddick. And oh, she got a, a heart there. We, we you. heart you. you. Yeah, yeah. We, we love you. Je Thank uh, you. Uh, uh, Bishop, tell us uh, your, your greatest prayer concerns for, uh, for the, for this, area for the world. Bishop, as I thought about that, uh, it, it, my greatest prayer uh, concern would be this, and let me preface it by saying, um, I believe that all, or many, if not all, of the issues and problems that we are experiencing and facing in our world, in our community, uh, in our church, in our families, homes uh, is a direct result of one thing. And if we, would, if we would do this one thing, then many of our problems, if not all of our problems, will be eradicated. My prayer would be that we would go back to God. Okay. We have strayed as an African-American people, as a nation that boasts about being one nation under God. We have strayed so far from God. And as a direct result, um, we have all of the issues that we have. But if my people yes. were called by my name, yes. the Bible said that we would humble ourselves, if we would pray, you know, we would seek God, if we would turn from our wicked way, God would heal our prayer, and he would heal the land. And that's my prayer, is that, is that we would come back to God. God, bring us back. Bring us back. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have been interviewing uh, Bishop uh, Dwight Riddick, Sr., Senior Pastor of Gethsemane uh, Baptist Church in uh, Newport News and the Bishop of Flame. Uh, we thank God for him. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? 
Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's n-g-o-m-i-l-l-i-o-n at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. And at this time... We're going to ask him to open up our prayer call uh, with prayer. Bishop. Our Father, our God, we come into your holy presence today. We give you thanks. God, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for Bishop Goodmillan. I thank you for the work, God, that you have been doing through him over the years. I thank you for how you have blessed this tremendous man of God, his family, and his church. And now, God, as we gather today on this platform, I call on heaven once again. Forgive us, O oh God, of our sin. Forgive this world. Forgive our country. Forgive us as a people for our sin. God, we pray that you would draw us closer. Yes, Lord. Closer to your precious bleeding side. Because we know, O oh God, that when we turn to you, you will begin to turn the condition and situations of life around. Somebody is waiting on you. Somebody is calling on you. God, we need you now in the midst of a country that is filled with hatred and violence and so many ills. Father God, we need you like never before. I pray, God, that you would give us a love for one another. And we understand that we can't love one another until we first love you. And so I pray today that you would increase our love, that you would draw us closer. Draw me nearer. Yes. In your precious time. And I thank you even right now for the move of God upon the face of this earth. Because I believe revival is on its way. And God, we give you praise even now in the wonderful, love, and marvelous and majestic name, that name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Riddick. Man, God bless you, sir. You have a fantastic day, fantastic life. Thank you, Bishop Gavillion. Yes, sir. God bless you. I want to thank all who joined us today, members of Gethsemane. Thank you all so much for being part of this uh, broadcast today. All right. Bless you, sir. Have a great one. Thank you. Good morning or good afternoon. Who's on the prayer line today? Hello? Hello. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Kim? Good, good. You're sounding like you're doing well. Is there anybody else with us? Pardon me? I didn't understand you. Oh, oh, Lord. Okay, well, listen, I so certainly thank you for being with us today while you while you on vacation. I'm, I got to take one of those real soon. All right. Well, Pastor Kim, would you lead us off in prayer? We honor you, we bless you. God, how we extol and extend your name. We thank you that you are God and above you there are no others. You are the keeper of our soul, the lifter of our bow down here. I hope for tomorrow our joy is the midst of sorrow. You are Alpha and Omega. It all begins and ends with you. We depend on you, God. We cast every care upon you. We choose not to lead us to our own. Standing within all our ways, God, we acknowledge you 
in order that you may direct our path. Would you show us how we ought to go in and come out? Would you show us the way that you would have us to take in this season and in this hour? God, there are many whose hearts have waxed cold, many who have walked away from the faith and have given up on you and that which you have purposed, destined, and ordained for their lives. There are many who are broken and despondent, living in a place of despair on today. But I thank you that you are the lifter of every bow down head. God, I pray for every bereaved family. I pray, God, that you would minister unto the brokenness of every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, all over the land. God, we pray for those parents, God, whose hearts are overwhelmed today, God. You said when our hearts are overwhelmed that you would lead us to a rock that is so much higher. So, God, even yeah. now, right in the place where they find themselves, right in the midst of their pain and despair, <coughs> would you just minister to them? Would you just speak a word? We know just one word can change our situation and cause us, God, to be that which you have destined and ordained us to be. I pray, God, for Bishop Gomillion, Elder Gomillion. I pray for the top family. I yes, pray Lord. For every preacher of the gospel, fivefold ministry. I pray even now, God, that you would give us the wisdom that is needful and necessary so that we can stand strong in this season and hour. Be your ambassadors in the earth in order that your kingdom will come and your will will be done. God, we thank you in advance for what it is you're doing, what it is you purpose to do in each of our lives, and we are declaring by faith that your favor goes before us, making every crooked place straight and every rough and rugged place smooth. It's in that awesome and precious name of Jesus that we pray and we declare it so. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Kim. We thank God for you. I pray that you are that you enjoy your vacation and your time of rest. Thank you for spending some time with us today in prayer. As you as you already know, little sis, we love you. Um, who who is on the prayer line? Elder Sandra. Hello, Elder Sandra. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. All right, praise God. Would you would you pray, uh, Elder Sandra? Yeah, but before I pray, I just want to tell you a dream that I had like four nights ago. Okay. I'm not going to tell a whole dream, but the the basis of the dream is that I was standing on the street, and this man comes up to me dressed in a suit. He was clean, very attractive very attractive and when he got to me he said to me he said um i had some small talk i couldn't remember that and then he said i want you and i was like i laughed i said you can have me I i'm married he said no i want your soul and when he said that his his face changed his face changed it was burnt. It was it was burnt crispy, like and it peeled it off like one of those biscuits, like mm. you know the little biscuits that had the flakes to it. And then he tried to hug me, and I slid out the way, and I could see his back, and his back was his back was white. He was, it was a Caucasian back, 
but it had all these little bumps on it and stuff. And if I had to pick that out of a lineup, like this dream, I dream a lot, but this dream was really significant. And then he said, and I want your friends. I want your so what? I woke up from that dream, he said, I want your friends. So he said he want my soul and he wants the souls of my friends. I knew that this was Satan in the dream. I knew it, but I wasn't, when I woke up from that dream, I said, well, Sonny, you wasn't scared. I wasn't scared because he didn't tell me no new news. <laughs> I already know Satan won our souls. All right. But he got to go before God to get it. He got to get permission. He can't touch me unless God give him permission. All right. All right. But I want to pray for souls. I want to pray for souls because when we have violence that that happens in the nation and the, and the mass shootings and whatever happens, whether it's a car accident or whatever it is, it's sudden. Have you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Oh, yeah. You know, um, you may not even have time to do it. And a lot of people may not have or what they're waiting for is to say, well, you know, I'm going to live life. And then when it comes time where you get older or you feel like you've done everything that you wanted to do, now is the time that I say that I'm going to surrender my life into the Lord. But now, as we see on the news, we don't have time. You don't, you don't have time for that. And we never have had it. But now you see how critical and how short life can really, really be. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yes, yeah, I just want, I want to pray for souls. You know, All right. The harvest. I want to pray for, for for people to come in to confess and surrender to the Lord Jesus. All right. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we give your name the glory and the honor. We thank you, Father, for instruction and we thank you for correction. We thank you for dreams and vision, oh God. We thank you for everything that you do, Father God, to teach us your way and to give us revelation to what's going on in the kingdom and what's going on in earth realm, oh God, and in the spiritual realm. Father, we worship you. You said those that worship you must worship you in spirit yes, and yes. in truth. Yes. We come to you today, Father, in the right spirit because we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're coming to you with all the truth that we know. And Father, for more truth, we're asking you, Lord God, to even reveal more truth. You said, Lord, if any man lack wisdom to ask of you, yes, Father. Lord. So we're asking even for more wisdom, oh God. We're praying now for the souls of mankind, oh God, that they would surrender and give their life unto your Father. Yes, Lord. We don't know how much time we have left here, oh God, before yes, you Lord. return. You will soon return. And Father, I just don't want my friends to be caught with their pants down, Father. And not having enough time to confess and give their life to the Lord. Oh, God, I pray right now, while this day, Lord God, that they would turn their lives over and surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, for a washing of I, I pray, Lord God, that their sins would be forgiven, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Where we've missed the mark, oh, God, I pray, Father God, that you would forgive us each day. In the yes, name Lord. of Jesus. Lord God, I'm praying, Father, for those that are missing from home, 
those Lord God that are missing from uh, a, a boating accident on the James River, Father, those yes, Lord. Father God, they can't find cold cases, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you would reveal hidden truths, oh God, that you would pull the cover back on operations of of, of human tra- trafficking, oh God, and Lord, that you would return these people home alive in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we're praying for children that are in home. Lord God, where they're facing all kinds of trauma and poverty, oh God, where we think that we have it bad, but there are people who, Lord, are living from day to day without any way of getting fed, oh God, or, or any electricity to cook their food, Father God, or any gas to keep them warm or air conditioning to keep them cold, Father. I pray, Lord God, that you touch them and bless this situation, oh God. I pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those that are mentally ill, Father. Those that are thoughts that are so confusing in their own mind, oh God, I pray for clarity of thought. I pray, Lord, that you would give us peace in our soul, peace in the atmosphere. I speak peace in the atmosphere, in Richmond, Petersburg, areas, surrounding yes, areas, Lord. oh God, the United States, and even over in other parts of the world, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Father God, I pray right now for our leadership, oh God. Yes, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they will know, even, oh God, if we change laws, if the hearts of man is not changed, the law is just a law, and it can be broken, Father. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying that Lord God, the hearts of man look would change and love would abound more and more. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we would value life. In the name of Jesus, Father, yes, I thank Lord, you. I thank you for life. I'm grateful, oh God, that you woke me up this morning, and I'm I'm grateful that the people that are on this prayer line each week are here each week, Father. I thank you. We can't take that for granted. Oh, Lord God, I thank you that you have given me activity of my limbs and I'm in my right mind and I can see and speak and think and swallow and hear and touch and feel. Lord, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for families that have lost loved ones. I pray that you would comfort their hearts, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you would be near to them, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them a desire to read and study your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I come against all divisions right now, those that are trying to divide and separate. I pray, Lord God, that you would heal family situations, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that if there's any ought against any of our brothers, that we would go to them and be reconciled and forgive in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you today. Thank you. We praise and give you glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much, Elder Sandra Laos Jenkins. Somebody else came on the prayer line. Sister Carter. How you doing, Sister Carter? I am blessed. And you, Bishop? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, Elder Sandra for her uh, sharing with us her dream. 
and uh, how it impacted her life. And thank you for your wonderful prayer. At this time, we're going to ask if Sister Carter would pray. God bless you, Sister Carter. Father God, it's once more and again, Lord, that I thank you for another day. I thank you for last night laying down and this morning's early arrival. Dear God, I thank you for everything that you do, Lord. Dear God, I ask you to bless Bishop, First Lady, T.O.P. family, Lord, Big and Willie, Sister Sandra Louse Jenkins, Pastor Kim, and Pastor Evans, and anyone else, Lord, under the sound of my voice. Dear God, I thank you, Lord. That I woke up this morning, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I thank you for my family, Lord. I ask you for a special blessing for my daughter, Lord, and all of my family, dear God. I thank you, Lord, and I want to say my prayers go out to those that are gone, Lord. The young people... It's hard to get it out of my mind, but God knows best. Dear God, I thank you. And I ask you to bless those, dear God, that are in prisons, Lord, in the hospital, ill, and whatnot, Lord. Bless those that don't have a roof over their heads, Lord, or don't know where the next meal is coming from. Father God, you are so good. You really are. I thank you, Lord. Mm. I thank you. Dear God, you stand by us. Dear yes. God, you know what's right, what's wrong. And dear God, we just have to study, read your word. Dear mm. God. Yes, Lord. Just be faithful. We have to be faithful. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Yeah. Blessings, Lord. I ask in your name's sake for your blessings. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Carter. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Praise be uh, unto God. We want to uh, thank God for everybody who's been on the line today, Elder. Wanda Green, uh, Pastor Benjamin Haley, Elder Deborah Bell from uh, Atlanta, Nathaniel Mitchell, God bless you. God bless you, sir. Thank you all for your wonderful comments. Sylvia Moore, Deborah Webster, Webster Theodore, bless you. God bless you. Judy Black, Sheila Pierce uh, Johnson, thank you. Rhonda Graves, uh, Bishop Carol Baltimore, and Dr. Liz Baltimore. Isaac Simmons from St. Louis, uh, Apostle Karen Bettis Davis uh, from uh, Fredericksburg, my daughter, Pastor Kenneth March from Baltimore. God bless you, sir. God bless you, bless you, bless you. Kurt Patrick from St. Louis, Carl Winston Peak. Thank you, uh, Pastor uh, Eustace Mitchell, Bishop Gail Roberts House. Thank you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, Sylvia Moore, Angela. Davis Monica Blackmore from Atlanta, David Shepard, God bless you, Lois Jenkins Gibson uh, from St. Louis, of course, uh, Elder Sandra Lyle Jenkins was on Facebook and she's with us now, uh, Pastor uh, Sarah Russell, Angela Davis, and just thank God for you, Kathy 
uh, Livingston, uh, trying to thank God for all of the persons who've been with us, Judy Black, Deborah Webster, Theodore again. We speak blessings over your life, Pastor Nathaniel, uh, Council, Maggie Blackwell from uh, Northern Virginia, Pastor Fernando Temple, Elder Francine, uh, Lindia Lindsay, God bless you. We speak blessings over your lives on today. We speak blessings over the life of uh, Pastor Kim White, uh, Elder Sandra Lyles Jenkins, uh, Sister uh, Carter, Janice Carter. We speak blessings over your life, Pastor Rico Evans and uh, Deacon. We thank God for him as well. God, we thank and praise you and give you glory and honor for the doors that you have opened up. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. You realize, God, there is no other God like you and that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever we would ask or think. God, you are a miracle worker. Yes, as Rance Allen said, you are a miracle worker, God. You are able to show us signs and wonders. They're all at your disposal, God. There is nothing that you can do. And then, God, we can do all things. Yes, we can through God who has strengthened us. We can make it through tough times. Yes, God, we are people who are made to make it through tough times. You made us that way, God. We are built uh, that way. And God, we will go through tough times leaning and depending on you. That's an old song that says leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. God, your arms are everlasting. Your strength never weakens. Your reach is so far that it can reach down and pick us up from anywhere that we are. Yes, we are able to lean on you in tough times. Thank you for being a God that's there uh, for us to lean on in times like these. There are things that our minds do not understand, but you are God that goes beyond our understanding. Faith, God, we believe when we don't understand. We believe what we don't understand, that you are God and you are sovereign and you are in control. As rough as it was what happened in Uvalde, Texas, it did not happen without your knowledge, God. You knew it was going to happen. You knew the wickedness that was in that man. You knew it was going to happen. And there are those who would question, well, where was God? And God, you can answer, you were the same place you were when your son died on Calvary. We have to accept your will, God. We may not understand it. We may not like it. But we have to accept your will and declare that, God, you are good. That you are good. And that your mercy endures forever. Someone says, where was mercy in Uvalde? Mercy was at the fact that only 19 died. And the man had over 300 to 500 bullets. But only 19 died. God, thank you for that courageous man who went in to stop the evil. God, we are praying that he would have good dreams, Lord. That he would not have post-traumatic stress. 
God, we thank you for so many things. People say, well, the gas is high. I said, but God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. Thank God for that text, God, that we can look at and believe when prices get high, that you promise to supply all of our need according to your riches and glory and heaven is not broke. I believe you, God. I trust you. I believe you, God, and I trust you to supply all of our need. Our spiritual needs for our minds, our physical needs for our bodies, our mental needs. Yes, Lord, you are God, and at your name every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. When it's all over, Satan himself shall bow. His tongue shall confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. God, we thank you. We love you. We give your name glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And God, we thank you. Amen. 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 You have been listening to the Go Me and Go Me ministry interview and prayer call. If you missed it all, you can go out to gomillion.iholopodcasting.com and you can hear it all again. You can partake in the prayer. If you have a particular prayer need, text me, instant message me. Let me know what your prayer need is and I will pray for you. I promise you, I will pray for you. And if you put it out here on Facebook, you send it to me, we'll lift it up again next Wednesday. Because we believe in prayer. We believe God answers prayer. God bless you all. Have a fantastic week. God bless everybody on, on the prayer call line. Love you all. Love you all. Stay well. Bless you. Prayer for all of you all. Praying for you, Sister Son, that you have good dreams. It wasn't a bad dream. Oh, all right. Praise the Lord. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't think it was, I didn't think, it was, I've never dreamed anything like that before. I wasn't scared. I didn't wake up scared. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, there were people, significant people in the dream. I just didn't call their names out. I understand. But, I understand. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't tell the whole dream. I told, you know. I understand. I, mean, I wrote we it down. It's too painful. It's too painful <laughs> that all, all right. Well, still don't call their name. We live on Facebook. We get ready to sign off. All right, God bless. You've been engaged with Go Million and Go Million interview and prayer call. Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Go Million serve at Tabernacle of Praise. 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. and virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone 804 943 
8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.